0: Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest
1: podcast available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode.
0: Hello and good morning everyone. Um, It's morning when we are recording. It's the morning after the first win of 2023 for the Lionesses. Um, you're here for the Women's Football Show. I'm Laura Hartley and I am joined once again by Hannah Pinnock. Hi, Hannah. You all right? Hello. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> That's not a problem. And Louise. Hi, Louise. How are you? Good. Good
1: result last night. So I'm happy.
0: Yes, I think everybody is happy with last night. I mean, it wasn't just a good result. The performance was insane i mean we will talk a little bit more about individual players because we know that there is a one in particular who is absolutely outstanding and she absolutely fired her way around the pitch we all know that we're talking about lauren james um but just as a whole what did you guys think hannah what about what about you
2: yeah i mean what a way for for england to start the new year it was started as they meant to go on really I, I think it was a fantastic performance all over the pitch from everyone obviously Lauren James in particular who we will talk about was absolutely outstanding but you know there was loads of other fantastic performances as well I thought Ella Toon had a really really good game um, Chloe Kelly obviously getting on the score sheet as well and, and Georgia Stanway absolutely fearless from the penalty spot goalkeeper got a slight touch to it but it was such a confident penalty and, and a really really good finish as well so and then obviously Lauren James got got the goal that her performance thoroughly deserved so yeah it was just a fantastic performance and obviously at the Arnold Clark Cup last year there was a couple of draws and, and they didn't quite start as, as strongly as they might have hoped whereas whereas this year they've they've started with a bang and and really started the tournament and Hopefully they'll continue that against Italy at the weekend. Yeah, because we were talking before, weren't we? We
0: weren't sure kind of how we would play against Career Republic because it's been a long time, hasn't it, Louis, since we we've played them, and we didn't know whether their their tactical choices um, and the way that they play might actually cause a problem for England. Obviously, there's some new players in in the squad that have been called up for us. And we didn't know how they gel together. How do you think they got on?
1: Um, to, uh, to be honest, I, I was a bit let down by the career performance. I think. I think what they can do, and and when I've done all the research before this tournament, watching their performances, like what they're capable of in possession, it's like watching Spain. You get really excited, and I'm like glued to the telly. And but last night, I'm like they they were five, sometimes six at the back, and I'm like you. It's like you've started the game admitting defeat and you're just doing damage control. So I was really let down. So I thought it was going to be really tactical. It was really going to test England. And they did. They made it difficult. But you've put a back five, sometimes a back six, against players who have faced this in the WSI. You know, Chloe Kelly, Ella Toon, Lauren Hemp. I can only really speak for the Manchesters, I'll be brutally honest. But they have they have hit a um, come up against the back five a couple of times already this season and they found pockets. So I'm a bit surprised that they went with that. And I was a little bit disheartened with Korea and how they can play. But England, again, I think they took some time to warm up and get used to each other because of all the changes perhaps. And, you know, I was surprised at some of the starting lineups. I was happy, really happy James got a starting lineup, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was lack, I want to say lackluster, but I think that's a bit harsh. Um, but I was impressed with England once they got going, particularly in the second half, but for career they kind of let me down, I think.
0: Yeah, I was expecting a few fireworks from them, um, especially after just being so long since we've seen each other, we've seen them play each other and we knew that it would be, they would probably be the biggest test for a World Cup warm-up match because obviously we had the Euros last year. But in terms of, asian teams we it's been years since we've played them so i was yeah i i wouldn't agree with you there i was a little bit disappointed that they kind of didn't give england a little bit more of a test i mean obviously we know that we can absolutely hammer them home like we know what this team is made of but yeah i completely agree with you yeah i
1: mean i think the research said it's been over 10 years or something ridiculous so you're going right well, the whole world, like the whole world is watching England right now. We're like one of the favorites to win the world cup. You're putting out a, yeah. a team that maybe hasn't been in the limelight, especially in Europe, you know, and why don't you go all out? Why don't you now go, you know what? I'm going to go for it because I think when they come up in their formation on the TV, it was a three, four, three. I thought, crikey, they're putting back three, I'm loving this. So I was like, I'm not with me cup of tea, ready to go. And then like back six, back four, what's going on here?" And then there was 10 players and every time they broke, which they could have been, they could have really punished us, but they just then had to slow the game down, had to wait for everyone to get up. And then, you know, that, those last-minute subs, um, right at the end, I just felt my heart went out because those players were exhausted and I'm like, you've worked so hard, but if you did just, I don't know, if played a bit more attacking, maybe you'd feel a bit more enthused to keep going. I don't know, I'm really heartbroken for them. Oh, and they,
0: they did play so deep. And I think obviously they, they do play a certain way, but even after the match, Lucy Bronze and, and Lauren James spoke to the media afterwards. And it was such a big point that they were repeating of how deep Korea were playing. And I mean, we managed to run Riot, which is obviously great for us, but as a warm-up for the World Cup and maybe fans that obviously won't be able to get to Australia and New Zealand, which is very far away, this is kind of like their only chance in the near future to see these world-class players. And it is a little bit disappointing. Um, In terms of individual performances, um, we have to talk about Lauren James. She is sensational. I mean, I mentioned on the last podcast episode that she just looked like she had fit straight into the team at training when I was at St. George's Park. Her and Millie Bright were teaming up together well. And it was visible yesterday, speaking to her and Lucy, just how well she's gelled with this team. And Hannah, I mean, last night, I don't know whether there were actually any words to describe how sensational she was,
2: but yeah, talk us through. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's been... A bit of a long time coming for Lauren James. Obviously, she's sort of been held back at Chelsea and held back at international level as well, probably because injuries have have so often got the better of her in her career. But now we're starting to see the Lauren James that we we've, we've been expecting, and and I'm just absolutely delighted for her. I mean, first half in particular, I think England did struggle to to break down career a little bit, and you know because they were sat so deep. But everything positive that that England did came through Lauren James, and obviously. She won the penalty as well, so um, I, I think it could cause a bit of more of a selection headache for for Serena Bigman because um, with all the attacking talent that she's got, and you've just got performances like that from Lauren James as well, you can't you feel like you can't not play her. Do you know what I mean? Like she's, I feel like she's got to start every game at the tournament. Now, obviously, you don't want to overdo it, and but I mean, it's it's just such a promising performance, and and obviously with Beth Mead's injury as well, obviously when when that happened you're sort of thinking a little bit like oh god England at, at the World Cup is she going to make it but even if she doesn't I do think you know you, you've got sort of Lauren James coming through now that, that I don't think that would be as big of a, a, a miss that it could have been um, and I really like that Leah Williamson after the game called her, called her a cheat code <laughs> I thought that was quite funny I, you know and I to be fair I completely agree with that she is a little bit of a cheat code to be honest but You've seen her quality in the WSL this season and and now you're seeing her on, on the England stage as well, which is brilliant. you know what I read it out when uh, I I was watching it from home, so but when they
1: announced the player of the player of the game, Lauren James, she was like a beso- flying under her shirt, like, oh god me. And you see, like the confidence she has on the pitch, like what she was doing. And then you have the like the little little. Yeah, like a shy no, it's just like, oh, I just I just want to do what I want to do. There's no ego in it. And I just think it's really, really a credit to her personality as well. A hundred
0: percent. I mean, she is, I think that's where we get the reminder of exactly how young she is. And, you know, obviously her happy place is on the pitch, which is incredible. But even speaking to her after, she is probably one of, I mean, in terms of kind of personalities, I don't mean this in a bad way because I could be said as the Lucy Bronze sometimes with the team with how loud I can be. But her and Lucy were just chalk and cheese afterwards. But I just find it so incredible. And again, we talked about this the other day in the support that these girls have for each other and they lift each other up and they're really there for each other. They they bring so many personalities to the team. And last night I really saw that and it was an incredible and amazing to kind of see Lucy just try and really b- boost her and be like, come on, like you deserve this. Like take on the pride. Um, but yeah, I did find it really funny when when she was doing that and kind of actually she's just so humble. And I think that's what makes her an even an even better player off the pitch as well. Because you don't have that ego kind of come in and to these interviews and and talking to the press afterwards
1: right because she could because she's that good she could be like yeah i'm that good just like what what do i to say, but she's so nice to be like oh you know what she's such a lovely person great player to watch and i think she'll win fans whether you're a chelsea fan or not whether you're an england fan or not i think eyes are going to be on her come the world cup fingers crossed
0: oh i heard it head first She's gone there. She's done it. (laughs) I'm claiming it. (laughs) We're claiming it already. It's only the 17th (laughs) We're only five months away from the World Cup, but we're claiming it. It's fine. Um, Who else stood out to you um, last night, Hannah?
2: Yeah, as I mentioned before, I thought Toon had a really, really good display in the midfield in particular. And I thought Chloe Kelly as well caused, caused a lot of problems. And obviously she got her goal and it was a fantastic finish as well. So um yeah, I, th- I think to be fair, all of the forwards, because they were such a constant threat. And, you know, even then you're looking at Alessia Russo as well, she got her goal and, and that was a brilliant finish. So you, you could just literally sit here and wax lyrical about every single one of those players because they deserve it. And there's been no sort of Euros hangover, which I think you know, you might have been a little bit worried about, you know, you sort of won won the Euros, this amazing thing, and then you sort of come back into international fixtures and now you're building towards the next tournament. There, there could have been a little bit of a hangover and sort of like maybe not finding that same form, but they've just literally continued on that upward trajectory. And they only look like look like they're getting better um every time we watch them under Serena Viegman. So that's really exciting as well. But yeah, in particular I probably thought Ella Toon and, and Chloe Kelly were the two that I was probably drawn to the most. Yeah, they really stood out
0: for me as well. I mean, Toonie made some incredible moves and passes. Like she was getting into all the spaces and, and winning the ball. So I was really, really impressed with her. And especially kind of after what happened with her red card, I'm I'm hoping that maybe gave her <laughs> You're shaking your head, Louise. Don't get me started on this Go on, I want you to get started on the red card.
1: So I wasn't at the game. I was just a quick a quick sidebar. I wasn't at the game, but I, I was watching it. And I had a friend who was at the game. And um, it was all in contention, like whether she going to get a red card or not. And when it got show, my friend texted me going, oh, God, I can't believe she pushed her in the face. And I went, mm, she didn't. Um, but you can see it clear as day on telly. And I'm like, this is why... The whole VIR, do we need it? Do we not? I think we could probably put money in somewhere else and develop the game somewhere else first, but that, I mean, that, it so wasn't a red card. So I, but I think maybe that she's got that passion. She's got that fuel in her tune. And I think that stood her well. And, and um, Mark Skinner stood by her as well. I was like, look, I want that for my players. I ain't going to apologize for that. And that, you know, if it did hurt, then it's different, isn't it? But um, yeah, so quick sidebar was not a red card and I'm, and I'm so happy she' she's going out just to spear Springland as well. So go on Ella. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
0: I mean, I see I'm hoping I would like to see that I did give her a little bit more fire in her belly, so to speak, so, for the England game. Um but yeah, it was it, it, I think the reaction from both both players was was fiery and exaggerated, but that's. That could be a whole nother debate for a whole nother podcast. In terms of possible changes, I guess, for the next game, I mean... I, in, in the press conference afterwards, I spoke to Serena and asked her about goalkeeper choices because that was another thing that we spoke about last time. She's got four incredible keepers, um, ranging from experience, obviously, right from, from Mary at the top um, to Emily Ramsey. <sighs> and I asked her if she was going to give kind of one of the others a little bit of a, a go. And we know what Serena's like. She likes to hold her cards close to her chest a lot of the time. But she did hint, she didn't give too much away, but she did hint that she would like to rotate them. Um, so I I'm really hoping that Ellie Roebuck gets a star on Sunday in Coventry, um, against Italy. I'm really hoping she does, or at least substituted on. Um, because we've we've kind of seen really tiny glimpses of her. Um but not quite enough. So I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what she's learned from from Mary and the rest of the keepers. But are there any other changes that Hannah, you might want
2: to see on the pitch? Are we keeping Lauren James in the starting line for Sunday? I know I said that's absolutely brilliant, but I am a little bit in two minds about it just because you don't want to know you do. not Do you know what I mean? So... Um obviously there are other players in the squad that, that can come in and do a job. But I think Lauren James, regardless, whether that's starting or coming on as a sub, I think she will play some part on Sunday. But I think the main change that we'll probably see is, is Kira Walsh come back in. I think Serena did say that, that she'll be back on the pitch tomorrow and should should hopefully be ready for Sunday. So I fully expect Kira Walsh to come straight back in because she is Kira Walsh and she's outside. <laughs> She's just Kira Walsh. <laughs> Kira Walsh. You got Carol Walsh. You got like Kara Walsh. I I don't make the rules. Um. But, but the other one, um, I would like to see Rachel Daly come back in start. Whether or not that's up front or at left back, I don't know because obviously when, with with Neve Charles and I think was it Alex Greenwood that played at at left back yesterday. So, um. There are options there, and obviously she did bring Rachel Daly on up front. So whether or not that's whether or not that's a little bit of a hint at, at what might be to come, I'm not too sure. But I would like to see Rachel Daly start as well, ideally up front. Right? <laughs> we have this conversation um on Wednesday, but were you
0: surprised that she did put her up front? Because obviously we know her versatility. But Louise is shaking her head. Louise, I'll come to you in a sec. But Hannah, what about you? Because you watch her kind of week in, week out with the WSL and we know of her versatility. Were you surprised that she put her in? Because we had this debate the other day of whether she would or wouldn't. What do you think?
2: I mean, the fact that, you know, we said on the last podcast, the fact that she was sort of named as a defender in the squad sort of made you think, okay, maybe that's the plan for her. But obviously when the when the names were shown and, and I saw who who the subs were, I was like, that's Rachel Daly at a friend. And I was like... Celebrated a little bit because she is just so she's such a good forward. She's got such a fantastic eye for goal. She's just so clinical, and and it is a pleasure to watch her play for Aston Villa every week. So, um, I, I wasn't surprised in the sense that you know if, with how good she is and how good of a forward she is, you 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 almost can't ignore it. Do you know what I mean? There's only so like everyone's calling for it. Carla Ward's been so vocal about the fact that, that Rachel Daly is a forward. Um, so I, I don't know if Serena's sort of buckled that, that a little bit over the last sort of few months, obviously before Christmas as well. But um I, I was a tiny bit like surprised just because of of how often she has been used at left back and and the fact that she was named as a defender. I just thought that maybe that was a plan. But um, you know, we we've said in the last show as well, Serena's done some pretty clever things with the squad obviously she's played Millie Bright at front before so you, know, so you know you wouldn't be opposed to it but um, yeah so I wasn't surprised surprised but you, know, you, you never know so it was just more like pleasantly surprised to see her come on not badly obviously
0: <laughs> Louise you were
1: shaking your head are you not surprised I'm not surprised at all I think the fans have called for her to do it for so long she, I mean, I think is the last international break, I want to say, against Japan. Um, Daly played on the right uh, right wing. So she she's so versatile. She can play anywhere. And I think you've got that with a couple of players, obviously, in there. Billy Bright, like you said, put her up top. Why not? And she was a striker back in the day. So um, I wasn't surprised. I was really, I did do a little happy dance. I was with you, Anna, when I saw Russo was coming off. And I was like, yeah, that means Daly's up top. So I was really, really happy to see it, but I wasn't surprised at all. I think she's earned it. She's joint top scorer, WSL. Um, I've enjoyed watching her. And I, th- I was listening to the commentary as well. And Emma Hayes was saying that her back line, whenever, she, whenever they play Rachel Daley or whatever, that they, they all dread it because her movement, she doesn't stop. She, she just, she's got this eye for goal, like you said, and she deserves it. Um, and I think against the Euros, against Spain, a quick, very technical one, and she was, um, she was at left back, and they pulled her off after a while. I think she was struggling under the speed. So I thought maybe with this threat, I thought career um, maybe Serena's the same brain because, you know, we're practically the same people. You know, I'm just as good as Serena. Uh, jokes. Um, so maybe there was a technical in that, you know, they're and uh, a tactic in that, you know, they're very technical. They're very fast on the attack career. So I thought maybe, oh... Take her out of that. We've got height in the back line, which is what we wanted anyway for the aerial battle. And I think, <laughs> perfect. And Serena loves a super sub. She does love a super sub. She loves it. And I think it works. You know, the surprise element of like, oh, we've been hitting you for an hour with an attack on from so You know what? We're going to go put someone else in. It's just as good, just as energizing, just as much as a headache. And it works. So, yeah, I'm. Very, very happy. Not all surprised, very happy. I think that I feel like one of the
0: best ways, one of, there are so many ways to sum up this England team and Serena as a whole, but they are just a brilliant headache. Like we look at headaches in such a negative way, but they are just a brilliant headache. We've got so many choices. We've got so many options. I mean, Serena mentioned it again in her press conference last night. She was like, it's a great headache to have. Like I've got it, but it's great. Um, Okay, what do we think then for Sunday? Give us your predictions. Um, Obviously, we'll do a mini preview um, of that. We take on Italy, who we saw play last night against Belgium, um, which was also a great game. I mean, we saw some real stars with that last night. Um, Again, Italy have the ability with those super subs. I mean, a couple of their players coming on last night just instantly changed the game right away. So I think that one actually will be a really good battle um, for England and seeing how they play. Um, but what do we think for Sunday? What are your thoughts, Anna?
2: It is so difficult to to almost predict what, what Serena might do. I mean, even starting straight from goalkeeper, you've got a bit bit of a question mark because like you said, Serena has hinted at changing it up a bit. So, But then Mary Erps is so good and if it's not broke, it picks it. But um. For rotation-wise, maybe go Ellie Roebuck in goal. Um, I think Bron- Lucy Bronze will start again. Millie Bright, obviously. I'd like to see Willie- Leah Williamson sort of go back to centre-back now that, that Kira Walsh is is hopefully going to be fit. Um, maybe Greenwood again at left-back. Um, and then Kira Walsh in there. Georgia Stanway, Edithoon. um I'd like to see... Chloe Kelly and, and Lauren James start again, but then I'd be tempted maybe to to start Rachel Daly up front and give Rusa a bit of a rest. But then you've obviously got roles of air, still Risa could be the super sub on Sunday. So that's sort of what i go for. But I mean, I got my lineup prediction for for yesterday's game very wrong anyway, so um, you, you can't predict it. But, you know, that's probably what, probably what i'd like
0: to see yeah I, I would be inclined to say very similar i really want ellie Roebuck to to have that shot in goal um again i would like to see lauren james come on as a sub um i mean I, it sounds very positive from what serena was saying yesterday that kira will be back um i think she's back training today fingers crossed um so yeah, I mean that's the midfield that we thought we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna hope for. And then hours later, we're like, oh, all us out? <laughs> Great, um, but I mean they're just so versatile. Um, Louise, lineup predictions. What are you thinking?
1: Wow. honey, you've pretty much nicked mine, mate. Um, so I wouldn't put road book it I wouldn't start roadbook forming. I think, I think if we're a couple four nil up again, maybe do the change. Um, because she's on that such a winning streak, and like you say, bro, don't fix it. And been watching Robbuck for Man City this season. I, I, I still think she needs a bit more, bit more confidence under her belt. So maybe not start it, but maybe finish the game might help with that. Um, with the back four, pretty much the same as as, as Hannah, but Greenwood, and uh, the left, Bronze on the right, Williamson, and and uh, right in the middle. And I said, that's all this. I see you're from. (laughs) I started going, oh, Um, so then I'll walsh back in with Stanway because I think they'll they'll rank up everything that's going on in the middle. I mean, notes for, are we doing? Yeah, okay. Notes. um, I then put tune in the middle on top of that. And then top triangle off. I would start Russo. I want to start Daily on the right and I'm going to start Hemp on the left because I want to mix it up and see right, well, if one of them has gone around, can we literally take that diamond, we're doing a diamond shape for the listeners, and can we just shift it like that a little bit and see if that works?
0: I think we should just get you on the coach at St. George's Park and then whisk you off with Serena as uh, deputy, like <laughs> assistant coach. <laughs> I believe you. Just paper a compliment. <laughs> I mean, we, we had a glimpse of, obviously we're playing Italy on Sunday. Um, that's our next, next one up for, for those of you that, that don't know at home. And we've got the first kickoff. I mean, hopefully, I mean, as a Coventry City supporter anyway, our pitch is looking very good. But the main problem yesterday was the pitch. Um, And Serena was, she was not happy about it. Um, And I think, I'm hoping that that will also play to our advantage on Sunday with the first game up against Italy. Um, The pitch yesterday just, just tore right up. Um even throughout the second half of the first game, before we'd even got on the pitch before Italy and Belgium had left it, it was just torn right up, especially in front of us in in the press box, so down that wing. so I'm hoping that as kind of been the first match of match day two on sunday will will give us a little bit of a boost um not that we need it, but we'll take we'll take it anyway um, but we saw a glimpse of Italy. What do you think are the main threats for us, Hannah?
2: The one player in particular that, that I was sort of trying to watch yesterday when I, the game was on, I, I don't want to butcher her name if I say it, but is it Ariana Caruso? I think she's only 23, so it's mad that she's she's only the same age as me, but I think she already has like over 150 appearances for Juventus. It's something ridiculous like that, and she's so young as well, so... Um, even in, in the first half, yes, I thought she linked up really, really well with the players around her and, and she was a, a real creative spark for them. So obviously she didn't quite get the goal. I think she was one of the players that might have been subbed off when the goal scorer came on. So, um, But in general, I think she will be a constant threat for Italy and, and I do feel like she's probably one of the players on, on the international stage that are probably sort of up and coming and, and only sort of growing in importance. and. And the fact that she's so experienced as well at such a young age, I highly doubt sort anything that like, you know, up against England, I highly doubt anything like that or sort of phaser. So and and the fact that she is able to score as many goals as she can for Juventus from from midfield in particular, like not even a forward. So um yeah, she's probably one that I'm I'm excited to see, but definitely one as well that I think England should be a little bit wary of. Yeah. What about
0: you, Louise? Did you kind of see anybody that you think
1: that might worry us a little bit. Um, I hope you don't mind. I picked three players. Go for it. I've gone speed, power and finesse. So I like to have a look at like what different players can offer, what different risks. So I'm a bit, bit nerdy on the old uh, analysis stuff. So we love nerdy. It's fine. It adds to it. It's great. Speedwise on the left, left back, Lisa. again, I don't want to butcher names. I'm really sorry. Lisa Boattin, Juventus. She, her speed is ridiculous, and on the counter attack, she, she's going to outdo anyone. So I'm worried. Like, what's who are we going to counter attack that with? Uh, is Bronze going to be able to keep up with her? I think she can. I think she'll be fine. But I think that's a really huge threat moving forward on an attack. Um, yesterday's goal scorer, Man <laughs> Manuela Giuliano. Um. Phenomenal! I watched her against Spain just before the Euros, and she broke up all the middle like momentum from the middle of the park from Spain. So, if she can do that for Spain, think what she could do potentially with us because they're moving it so much quicker than we are. We weren't moving it quick enough yesterday. So, I think she could be a threat in the middle. But I think Georgia Stanway getting an elbow in and uh, Kira Walsh playing around her, I think we've got covered. But still, threat. And then power wise, centre back. Linari, big percent about very, very strong. And I think Russo's going her, her, to have her elbows out. It's going to be a physical battle because I think they'll man mark uh, and they'll try and take Russo out the game or whoever that top number nine is. So perhaps that's where we see daily, a bit more movement. I don't know, but they're my biggest threats. I think that they might put us to us.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with, um, with two of those I had in mind as my threats as well. I mean, yesterday, um, Manuela Giuliano, I'm going to go with. I'm going to try it. Um, other than my pronunciation. I mean, I apologize to all the Italians out there for all of this. Um, <laughs> but when she came on, it she completely changed the game and her pace, Oh my God, she she was like a little bit of she was a pocket rocket. She got into all the spaces and she was like dynamite. It was she was magical to watch. She was really, really great to watch. Um and again, she I think she's gonna she's gonna be a real threat. And Lenari on that back line, she was dominating her entire team. She was shouting out all the orders. She, you can tell that that she is one of the main women that is holding up that back line for Italy. And yeah, it's gonna be a struggle to, I think, get past her because even when they came out for the second half and she was warming up, I'm like, oh my god, I would not like to come up against her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was just in the warm up. Who would you want to come up against?
0: Yeah, not a lot of people, to be fair.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in that team. <laughs> um,
0: so I think we, yeah, them two are gonna gonna. Uh, I mean. Manuela was uh, a super sub yesterday. She completely changed the game, I think, for Italy. Um, it was absolutely brilliant.
1: Her goal, her goal, the outside of a foot to bend in like that, I was just like, it It was, it, it was very,
0: very special. Um, it was great to watch because obviously, I mean, even still there was 8,000 fans in, in the stadium at that point, which I think is absolutely brilliant. It's a testament to obviously the, the women's game growing across the entire world. Um, and for people to get a glimpse of that, it, it was something really special. What was the atmosphere like? I think it, like, it was really good. Um, I, we kind of, we didn't really know what to expect um, with that first game. I mean, obviously it kind of went from, from 8,000 to almost capacity for the tickets that were sold. Um, but even during that first game, it, it was brilliant. I mean, they really got behind the teams. They really showed the love and support. And I think that's something really special. And that's a testament to English fans for the women's game as well. Um, it just felt so welcoming. It was really, really good. And then it was an absolute party when the Lionesses came on. I I was so excited. They started playing Spice Girls. I was like, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was really, really good. Um, it's. It, it Sunday's going to be incredible. Um, speaking of Sunday, final thing, score predictions. I mean, Louise, you you, you did go for a 4-0, didn't you, for yesterday? So, all right, let's start with you. What do you think Sunday's going to be? Come on, get it right again.
1: You know, I think it's going to be, I want to go 3-1. Gonna pay me to say, but I think it, it might be one scenario. But I've got the crown ready.
0: <laughs> I will I will get one for you if you if you nail all these three score predictions for each match. I will buy you a crown, and you you can win a proper crown. I mean, my budget's not that big, so we we'll. we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> See what I could draw. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hannah, what about you? What are you going for on Sunday? I'm just picturing that ears in a
1: crown. <laughs> Funny enough, I do have a crown. Someone else made me one for my other job.
2: It's quite, quite yeah, a bit of a reputation here. <laughs> I was going to say, you might end up with too many crowns, my friend. <laughs> very much got the score prediction for yesterday's game quite wrong, but I think that's probably like, <laughs> because I expected a little bit more from... South Korea than, than we saw but I do think Italy have a little bit more of a threat in every area of the pitch as Louise very well highlighted um, so I do think I I do think we might concede against Italy I still think we'll win but I do think Italy will will get something Um, so I think it will be a little bit more of a physical sort of game for us I think Um, so I'd probably go I don't. I don't want to predict the same score two one, and I don't want to predict the same. Score. But yeah, I don't, to, I don't want to predict the same score three either. <laughs> you know, I'm just I can't copy I copied your line up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think three three one probably seems pretty realistic. I, I do think England might have too much for Italy. I don't want to eat my words there, but I do think we'll have too much for them. But I think they will pose a threat. So I can see it being a sort of game maybe 2-1 if it's a little bit tighter but I'll go 3-1 as you can see I'm very (laughs) indecisive.
0: we've gone for a 3-1 though that's it the vote is closed that's it (laughs) we're locking it in um I am yeah like you Hannah I was expecting a little bit more from Korea so I went for 3-1 I think it was yesterday but Considering the spice that Italy can bring, I think it's going to be quite a fiery game. I'm hoping for loads of goals. So I'm going to go for a 4-2 win England. Um, throwing it out there. Um, I'm probably gonna be completely wrong, but I'm gonna go 4-2. Um, I don't like the fact of the thought of conceding twice, but <laughs> it's Italy and we know that they have got some some incredible players out there that can probably get really close and and match two hours and and give the lionesses a good battle so looking forward to sunday some big score predictions it's a big game um so yeah really looking forward to it and thank you both for joining me with your expert
2: analysis